Chitara refers to the infallible Lord Vishnu, whose heart is always infallible. Because the devotees are attached to the infallible, they are called Achitatma. Thus, in the Bhakti Vedanta purport, the seventh canto, first chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, and try to the Supreme Lord is equal to everyone. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Jnana Salakaya Chakshurvan Militam Ena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kada Mahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Padakamala Sri Guru Vaishnavanscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sadhanara Gunatanvitam Tamsa Jeevam Sadhvaitam Savadotam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sadhanara Rita Sri Vishakamitamscha Mukam Karoti Vachanam Pangum Gangai Pegirim the Supreme Personality of Godhead has the form of Satchitananda Vigraha. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him who turns the dumb into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains. Such is the mercy of the Lord. He Krishna Karnasin Rodina Bandha Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kandarara Kandana Mosite Tatta Kanchana Gaurangira Devunda Vaneshwari Prushabhana Sate Devi Pramami Kriye Vancha Kalpata Rupischa Tupasantu Kyaye Vacha Patitanam Pavane Pramaishnavi Kyonamonamaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Sri Advaita Gadadha Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Rinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So this chapter is being uh, titled and the Supreme Lord <coughs> is equal to everyone. We have come to the end of the chapter uh, with today's session. How many of you agree with the statement, Supreme Lord is equal to everyone? Anyone has any other opinion? Because we have verses uh, where uh, in Bhagavad Gita it is said that Samoham Sarvabhuteshu, that the Lord is equal to everyone, but at the same time, He favors, uh, he favors His devotee. Samoham Sarvabhuteshu, Namedveshyosti Napriyaha, E Bhajanti Tu, but Ma Bhatya, Mai Te Deshu Chakya. Prabhupada I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all, but to, but whoever renders service unto me in devotion is a friend, is in me, and I am also a friend to him. And not only that, if you look at the next verse, Apichetasi Duracharo, Bhajate Maam Ananyaba, Sadhureva Samantavya, Samyak Yavasitohi Saha. Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotion service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. So we find that Krishna seems to be uh, favoring. Uh, his devotee, because in the previous verse he says two, but, and in this verse he says, even if a devotee commits a mistake unknowingly, it is not deliberately that the person commits a mistake, but unknowingly the mistake is committed by the devotee, then uh, he said, well, that person is forgiven because he is studying in Krishna consciousness. 
to helps we feel we find that it is lord is impartial as in 9.29 bhagavad gita says samoham sarva bhuteshu is equal to everyone like a cloud pours water or rain on to all the seeds but at the same time someone who renders service to him in krishna consciousness favorably he favors that person and profile in the purport say that this is natural because the devotee sees in the lord and the lord also sees the devotee in him it is reciprocal so yeyatama prapadyante lord is reciprocating uh, with the devotee and we find that opa mentions it is a it's like uh, the diamond ring lord is the diamond and the devotee is the gold and when the diamond is placed in the gold ring uh, both enhance each other beauty so similarly the lord also gets enhanced in the presence of a devotee and devotee also glitters in the presence of the lord so if a reciprocal relationship is not present over it says in the purport if a reciprocal relationship is not present between the devotee and the lord then there is no personal philosophy in the impersonal philosophy there is no reciprocation between the supreme and the living entity but in the personal philosophy there is so this is the because the devotee is attached to the lord lord is also attached to the devotee when the devotee is attached to the lord lord is also attached to the devotee and we find that this is this attachment to a pure devotee is not material it is transcendental it is the swabhav is the nature of the personality of godhead and that nature emanates from his internal shakti it from the spiritual form of the lord itself so therefore that is not considered to be a fault that is not considered to be partial that is considered to be as i think balde vidya bhushan and vishnu chakra thakur say it is an ornament so that partiality which emanates from the spirit from the internal energy of the swarup of the lord is not considered to be uh, it's not actually fault but is considered to be an ornament it's considered to be the beauty of the lord as shiva prabhu said that in the in the personal philosophy this relationship always exists i'll give a simple example uh, maybe the devotees who are hearing online uh, if those devotees are hearing last wednesday uh, i was doing my 9 o'clock uh, service arati so i came to the temple about 8 o'clock i saw one tall devotee talking to two uh, not that tall devotees so therefore he had to bend from the back he was talking to them in the courtyard unmindful of other people are going coming and hearing but he was they were so much engrossed in their own talk and that the way they were engrossed i felt that they were there together for quite some time before i came there so i came here about 8 o'clock they were there well before that i finished my arati 9:30 i closed the doors of the temple at 9:45 and about to leave at 10 o'clock still the three devotees were engaged in talking and i said to them prabhu for the last two and a half hour dying and they say vakare kya vakare and all the devotees invariably they attend mangalarti so you can see that the relationship it's not that the devotees are not equal to everyone but in their they get so much attached to each other that they were they were unmindful of others and they were deeply involved in their conversation standing in the court and at least they were sitting one can understand 
but they were standing in the courtyard and then talking to each other for more than two and a half hours. And once again, the next day morning, I came for the Darshan service and I saw uh, once again the uh, devotees. This time, of course, they were sitting. I said, Prabhu, are you continuing from the uh, yesterday's evening? And Prabhu said, no, we are talking for the last once again two hours. So that's an attachment between two devotees and therefore if there's nothing wrong there. It is like Prabhupada said, it's an ornament when the Lord is attached or the devotees attached to the Lord and the Lord is reciprocating with that attachment. At the same time, when the Lord is involved in dealing with the demons, we find that there also the demons get benefited. Because the Lord is beyond the most, the Lord is transcendental. Whenever he deals with the uh, demons directly, the demons get benefited, they get promoted. They return back home to the spiritual world. And that's what we find in this pastime. Because uh, here, Shishupal in that uh, Rajasu Yajna, which Yudhisa Maharaj was conducting, he was surprised to see the soul of Shishupal entering into the body of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Lord. Normally it is considered to be highly demonic. If someone is if someone is trying to enter into the effulgence of the Supreme Lord, one his holiness Banaswami Maharaj said that itself is not uh, a recommended liberation. And if someone is trying to enter into the uh, body of the Lord itself, it is much more demonic. And here we find that Shishupal has entered into the body of uh, the Lord and therefore Yudhisthira Maharaj was surprised, bewildered. He was a close cousin of uh, Lord Krishna and yet he was bewildered and therefore he asked a question, how is it possible that Shishupal, who is demoniac, has entered into the body of the Supreme Lord and he asked this question to Nathama. So here is a, a cue for us that a Vaishnava, whenever he is in doubt, does not hesitate to seek clarification from a senior Vaishnava. That shows the humility of the person. Rather than thinking that, well, I know everything, I need not seek clarification. That is not the attitude of a Vaishnava. In his humble position, he tries to seek the clarification. And once he gets the clarification, he is only a, a conduit, the via media. He tries to pass on that uh, message to the uh, next generation. So now we should understand who is Shishupan. And therefore, uh, Nag Mahamuni is giving the background of Shishupal. That they were, that they, the same giant Vijay, the two doorkeepers of Lord Vishnu, took birth as Ravana and Kumbhakarna, begotten by Vishrava in the womb of Kesini. They were extremely troublesome to all the people of the universe. So therefore, Nanda Mahamuni is giving the background. And this is once again, a lesson for us. Do not judge a person from the externals. We need to understand their background. Why a person is behaving in a particular way. Although this is a challenge to managers like Ananda Prabhu. It's not easy for Ananda Prabhu to deal with people uh, knowing how he is a Vaishnava, so that he has to, he has, as a manager, he has to correct a person, but at the same time, he, he'll also understand that this person is basically a So Nagamuni is trying to give the background of Jaya and Vijay, sorry, give the background of Shishupal, that 
they were Jai and Vijay, the doorkeepers of Lord Vishnu, and they were cursed by the four Kumaras. When they were cursed by the four Kumaras, why? Because they felt that here are four small kids and they are trying to enter Vaikuntha. Uh, we have a, uh, I think, a board in the California room. No kids are allowed to enter the room. So maybe uh, Jay and Vijay also thought that here are the two kids, four kids. They should not be allowed to enter Vaikuntha. And looking at that discrimination, the four Kumara said, well, you are trying to look at the dualities and therefore they curse Jay and Vijay. It is a pastime orchestrated by the Lord, but on the surface of it, we find that Jay and Vijay were cursed and they were born as Ravana and Kumbhakarna, begotten by Vishrava in the womb of Kesi. Who is Vishrava? Anyone? Sorry? Okay, Vishwa is a saint. His father is Pulasta, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm thinking that his father was Pulasta, uh, an exalted uh, Rishi. Because Vishwa is the grandchild of uh, Lord Brahma, and Pulasta is the child of Lord Brahma. And it is said that Lord Brahma spoke or gave Vishnu uh, Puran to Pulasya and Pulasya in turn passed on to Parasamahamani and therefore we find that we would say that Parasamahamani is the compiler of Vishnu's, uh, Vishnu Puran. I think that's how I remember, maybe I stand corrected. The Vishnu the womb of Kesi, they were extremely uh, troublesome to all the people of the universe and before that who were they? In their first uh, life, they were Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. Such powerful uh, demons. And they were, in order to kill them, Lord uh, had to appear. And the second birth, they appeared as Ram and and to once again to kill them, uh, Lord Ramchandra appears. And in the next life, Ram Jay and Vijay appear as Shishupan and Dantavakra. So this is the background which Nathan Mahamuni is trying to give to uh, Yudhisthira Maharaj. And if we look at our own background, in what way or to what extent are we different from Jai and Vijay? At the core, they are devotees of the Lord. Apparently, they misused their freedom and received the curse and they fell into the material world. We were also in the spiritual world and we have misused our free will and we fell into this material world. And we are passing through so many lifetimes, transmigration. So at the core, everyone is a devotee. But due to some reason or the other, we fell into the material world and we are continuing our life. And hence it is said, do not look at the external, look at the background, look at the core. And hence we have the famous saying, hate the sin, not the Sinner. Hate the disease, 
not the disease. That's the lesson we try to learn uh, from this pastor and Yudhishthira Maharaj. And look at the way Lord Krishna in the next verse, so in the first two lifetimes as Hiranyakashipu uh, and Hiranyaksha and then as Ravana and Kumbhakarna, they were Rakshasas. Rakshasas means they were all man-eaters. Now in the third life, Nagana said, just to relieve Jayamite of the Brahmanas, the Lord Ramachandra appeared to the Ravana. Then the next one, 46, in their third birth, the same Jayamite appeared in a family of Kshatriyas. So they appeared in a royal family as Kshatriyas, the sons of your own aunt. Because Lord Krishna struck them with his best, all the sinful reactions have been destroyed and now they are free from the uh, curse. So, if you look at Shishupal, when he appeared, when he took birth, how did, what was his form? Anyone remember this? He had three netra, three eyes and four arms. So that's how Shishupal was born. And Shishupal, to look at, I believe he was so ugly that the parents wanted to throw him out immediately. Mahabharata said that they didn't want to have such a child. But with three eyes and four arms. But Mahabharata said that Akashwani says that no, this is not the time to discard the child. That when the time comes, let the time come. But if they were told by the rishis, saying that whosoever touches that boy, and that the time the third eye and the two arms will disappear, and that person will be the cause for the death. So his parents, Shishupal's parents, whenever any, any member comes to their house, they would deliberately place the baby on their lap and see whether the third eye and the two arms disappeared. And finally, it was when Lord Krishna came home and then they placed uh, on Krishna's lap that the third eye and the extra two hands disappeared. Then the mother understand that Krishna will be the cause of Shishupal's death. And as an aunt, she begs for his mercy. He says, please spare my son, he is your cousin. Krishna assures his aunt that I tolerate him up to 99 or 100 mistakes. After that, uh, he will not be spared. And many times I, I think that looking at that past time, Lord Krishna is equally benevolent to us that we, he tolerates maybe for hundred births all the mistakes we commit and then if we do not rectify ourselves, Lord Krishna places us in a demonic family or in a lower animal species. Just as being kind to Krishnapal, uh, this is how my feeling is that he uh, gives us a chance so many times. Because many times in Bhakti Ruksha, people are, I've got the human life. If I commit a mistake in this life, will I become an animal in the next life? Just one lifetime I've committed a mistake and then I'm thrown into the uh, animal species of life. Is this what is the scripture saying? So I tend to give this answer, saying that maybe Krishna gives us hundred lifetimes, hundred, hundred times he pardons us and after that uh, if we still become uh, not correctable then he pushes us into the animal kingdom. So here we find that in that Raisa Yajna, Shishipal continuously blasphemes Lord Krishna and after the 99th uh, criticism Lord Krishna releases Sudarshan Chakra. So therefore here we find 
Krishna Chakra Hamsa. Then the because Lord Krishna struck them with this, all the sinful reactions have been destroyed, and now they are free uh, from the curse. So the Krishna so expertly releases the chakra that the <coughs> it is said that the head is beheaded, not a drop of blood drops in that yajna. Because if the blood drops, it, the area becomes polluted, it gets contaminated. Not a single drop of blood is dropping in that arena. Everything is dry and the head is clean, safe or chopped off and then transported out of that area. It, with that, uh, you can say with that agility, Lord Krishna releases the chakra. And we find Prabhupada said in the last birth, Jain did not become demons or rakshasas. Instead, they took birth in a very exalted Shatriya family related to Krishna's family, related to Krishna. They became first cousins of Lord Krishna and were practically on an equal footing with them. Previous birth they were rakshasas, but here they were born in a royal family and they were cousins of Lord Krishna. So cousins are all on equal footing. By personally killing them with his own this, Lord Krishna destroyed whatever sinful reactions were left in them because of the curse of the Brahmanas. So whatever, when the chakra touched them, then whatever sin was there, that sin was removed. Or the sinful deaths were removed. Now to explain about the history by Henry Krishna, Bodhi Shishupal re-entered Vaikuntha Loka as the Lord's associate. Everyone had seen this incident. So we find that Sudarshan Chakra is so powerful, which is the pastime where that is depicted in Bhagavatam. Ambarish Maharaj, thank you. In Ambarish Maharaj pastime, we find that Durvasamani, he curses or he uh, releases uh, a demon to kill Ambarish Maharaj and Lord Krishna's Chakra appears there. Chases Durvasamani. In all the three worlds, he couldn't find shelter anywhere. He tries to take shelter of Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, Lord Vishnu. Lord Vishnu himself says he can't give the shelter. He says, go back to Ambarish Maharaj and then only can give the shelter. And we can see the, the power of Sudarshan Chakra. Uh, I try to read three, four verses from the ninth canto, uh, fifth chapter, text number three to six or seven. Maharaj Maharaj said, O Sudarshan Chakra, you are fire. You are the most powerful sun. And you are the moon the master of all luminaries. You are water, earth and sky. You are the air. You are the five sense objects and you are the senses also. That is the power of Sudarshan Chakra. Tvam Adnil Bhagavan Suryas Tvam Somo Jyotisham Patihi Tvam Apas Tvam Chitir Vyamo Vayur Matendriyanicha. Then the next verse. Four. Sudarshana Namastubhyam Sahasa Achutapriya Sarvastra Gatin Vipraya Swasti Guya Idaspate. O most favorite of Achuta, the Supreme Person of Godhead, you have thousands of spokes, O Master of the Material World. Destroyer of all weapons, original vision of the person of Godhead, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Kindly give shelter and be auspicious to this Brahmana. O Sudarshana, you are religion, you are truth, you are encouraging statements, you are sacrifice, and you are the enjoyer of the fruits of sacrifice. You are the maintainer of the entire universe. And you are the supreme transcendental powers in the hands of supreme person and Godhead. You are the original vision of the Lord and therefore you are known as Sudarshana. 
everything has been created by your activities and therefore you are all pervading. So what does Sudarshana mean? Light, because these are all the attributes given, uh, described by uh, King. Any go by the Sanskrit meaning, Suru Darshan. Su is auspicious, Darshan is Darshan itself. So it means that when we have Sudarshan of the deities, Every day morning, devotees come running to the temple. What's the consequence of that? Prabhupada says in one of the purports that by having darshan of the Lord in the temple, maybe we are not able to see the Lord properly, but the Lord is observing us. By the observance of the Lord on that individual devotee, the false ego disappears. There is a powerful statement made by Srila Prabhupada in the purport. By having darshan of the Lord, the false ego disappears or the false ego evaporates. And what does that mean to a devotee? The person becomes liberated from I and me or I and mine, the bodily concept and therefore he transcends the general Mutya Jarabhyadi and returns back home, back to pocket. What binds us to the material world is the false ego. And we find that similar uh, pastime where uh, Lord, in that uh, the Brahmana children, they were, uh, the moment the child was born, the child would disappear and Arjuna gave a vow that uh, if the child is not protected, he is going to commit uh, Agni uh, Pravesh. And that the time when Krishna says, okay, let's go, let's do the uh, universal, trans universal travel. And he takes uh, Arjuna on the chariot. And as they are reaching the end of the universe, it's pitch dark, complete dark, which bewilders the mind. Arjuna was shaken with the darkness. So if the mind is bewildered and illusion, then the intelligence is further subtler and it gets much more affected. Because mind is actually born of more of goodness, but intelligence is more of passion. And false ego is much more under the influence of more because it's born out of more of ignorance. And what shows in the light is Sudarshan Chakra. Sudarshan Chakra, like a blazing fire, is in the front, illuminating the, the dark uh, layers of the universe. And he, they cross with the, the universal layers and enter into the uh, dham where Lord Vishnu was there. And Lord Vishnu was eagerly waiting for Lord Krishna uh, so that he can have darshan. So that is the power of Sudarshan, that when we have the Darshan, our false ego disappears and we return back home, back to Godhead. And that has been the campaign for the last four years uh, that we started the uh, Divya Darshan Yajna. And hence we give the title, it's a window to the spiritual world. And every day, we are making an attempt to share the darshan of uh, our temple. And it's reaching out to so many thousands every day morning. Uh, they have the darshan. It means that their false ego is disappearing. And they reach Mahabharata verse given there. What the discuss in the temple that removes that ignorance. So they are moving towards white and taking the cue from Ananda Prabhu, we started posting an Instagram. The last week Prabhu said, why not? Instagram is better in terms of pictures, quality, 
therefore we started most of the Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay, then I will do that. So that's the, uh, in the last verse, seven, uh, six, sorry. Namaha Sunapakila Dharma Setave, he a Dharma Silasura Dhuma Ketave, Trilokya Gopaya Vishuddha Varchase, Mano Jaya Jaya Dhuta Karmane Grine. O Sudarshana, you have a very auspicious heart and therefore you are the upholder of all religion. You are just like the inauspicious comment for the irreligious demons. Indeed, you are the maintainer of the three worlds. You are full of transcendental effulgence. You are as quick as the mind and you are able to work wonders. I can simply utter the word Namaha, offering all obeisances onto you. So this is the power of Sudarshan Chakra. And hence, in, uh, here Narayana only says that because Lord Krishna struck them with this Sudarshan Chakra, all the sinful reactions have been destroyed. So that's the power of Sudarshan Chakra. And now they are free uh, from the curse. So Narayana explained to Narayana that by entering Krishna's body, Shishupal re-entered Vaikuntha Loka as the Lord's associate. Everyone had seen this uh, incident. Uh, this is text 46. Commenting on this verse, uh, Vishnu Chikvati Thakur said that their sin was destroyed by Krishna's chakra. Their offense was external only. So lesson for us, that their offense was external only. They, they, uh, they took the forms of Shishupal Dantavakra, but they were not killed. Implying the souls were not killed. This is Sridhar Swami's explanation. Just as the impurities of gold are destroyed by fire, but the Gold itself is not destroyed, so the two were purified of the external covering of contamination, but were not destroyed. Jay and Vijay, in the form of two masks of effulgence, entered Krishna as was seen by the public. So any curse given by a pure devotee or an exalted Vaishnava is a blessing to that individual. We have another pastime where uh, the, the demigods were cursed to become trees. Nalakuvira, they become trees. And imagine when the Nalakuvira became trees, they retained the consciousness of the demigods. It's not that they were become trees and therefore they had the consciousness of a tree. I believe they had the consciousness of Nalakuvera, the original consciousness, that they were demigods, not of the soul, but the demigod. And in that consciousness, they were of the trees. Rain would fall, they're subject to heat, and because they had the consciousness of Nalakuvera, they were experiencing all that. A typical tree does not experience this. If a, if a mosquito sits on the tree or the rain falls on the tree or the summer scorching sun touches this tree, the tree doesn't feel it because its consciousness is so low. Therefore, we cut the tree. Um, it does experience, I don't know whether it experiences any pain, but it says, people say that it doesn't experience much pain. Although when you do the lawn mowing, it is said that the grass releases certain, uh, certain um, chemicals uh, displaying uh, its agony. So here you can imagine 
Now look to where our experiencing um, all the external factors of the material world for how many days? Not for one day, not for two days, not for three days, for thousands and thousands of years. And when they became humble, purified at the time when Krishna appears. So the lesson we learned from this pastime is that never judge a person from the externals. Hate the sin, not the sinner. Hate the disease, not the disease. And you also should remember that we were like, maybe like JVJ or we were in the, in the spiritual world. But we have misused our free will and we fell in this material world. <clears throat> Whatever lessons we have learned, we learned through parampara, mercy of Srila Prabhupada and his disciples. To the extent that we become purified, we share that compassion with others so that we all can move together to the spiritual. Yeah, I'll stop at this stage. Any question? Any comment? Yeah, but generally, uh, it's not one mistake. 
it's a sequence of events that puts you into the animal species. Um, if you make a mistake, that's generally overlooked. But if it's a sequence of, of events where you're developing the consciousness of an animal, then that's what you get. You get the animal. You get the take birth as an animal. It's not just one. So what they tend to say, well, my father is a meat eater and he has died. You think that my father, he is otherwise a very nice person. He complied with the state law. He did it's everything. He's a nice person if he's a meat eater. Because is it, this is what, you think my father become an animal now? Only one lifetime? Yes. That's our philosophy. That's what the Bhagavatam teaches. Yes, you, you eat animals, you have to be punished for that, unfortunately. Now, oh, no, it's okay. Just a little mistake. We tell them the well at the end, and Anta College, whatever you think at the end, that is going to be the, uh, obviously, that the law of uh, last conscious birth. At the time of departure, what you are thinking, that would determine the, uh, your next life. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we give some sort of a caveat or a comfort saying that, look, well, that has happened, but you become a good devotee and then you can deliver your father. It's not that uh, your father has done, is gone, it's over, that event is over. <coughs> and you become a nice devotee. There's an Asimadir pastime where you, be, uh, you can not only yourself but you can benefit your previous 20 generations and also the next 20 generations. Yeah, well that's true, but we can't sugarcoat the fact that impious behavior gives a particular type of result. Huh? Yeah. That's, we've got to be fair about that. That's why Krishna is equal to everybody. That's what we're studying at the moment. And, and uh, you know, what is it? Uh, as you sow, so you shall reap. But certainly, if you take the Krishna consciousness, consistently practice, um, you'll be relieved of those reactions. But, uh, oh, that's okay, make a little mistake. But actually, making a little mistake is generally overlooked, especially for the devotees. But if it's a sequence of events, Because 
the person who is cursing does not have any envy in their heart. He is trying to benefit the receiver. As in the past time we find there, that Nagama Muni has cursed Nalakuvera for their benefit because they were demigods, children of Kuvera, but they were uh, in a drunken state, uh, even to the extent that they did not keep care for an exalted personality like Nagama Muni. So, how, does, uh, how do they get benefited if Nagama Muni does not chastise them? When will they return back home, back to Godhead? Out of compassion, Nātmā Muni uh, curses them in such a way that not only they get purified, they'll have darshan of Lord Krishna himself. <clears throat> we may think that thousands and thousands of years, but we have been in this material world for billions of years. And in front of eternity, these thousands of years is nothing. But the result is they were purified. Just as we have the prison. So the bless is only a purification. Sorry? Bless is only a purification. The curse, when an exalted Vaishnava curses, it is for the purification, the correction. Just as a police officer gives the punishment, it is for the prisoner benefit, provided the police officer is sincere. The judge gives the punishment, the criminal, it is not that the judge has got some enviousness toward the person. He awards the judgment for the person's benefit. So Devashila Prabhupada says many times, that uh, a devotee king awards execution and capital punishment to a criminal, it is in the interest of that person. The person gets benefited just one lifetime, the person washes away all the sins he has done. Because our philosophy is transmigration, it's not just we have only one lifetime that. And there's nothing after that. We move from one lifetime to the other. So therefore, if you're washing away in one lifetime your sins, next lifetime you're starting the clean slate. And with that you return back home, back to Godhead. And once you go back to Godhead, you do not return back to this material world. There's Krishna's promise in Bhagavad Was that any question? Yeah, no, I'm not just a better. This money thing was the curse which we give. Is it a penalty of bliss? That's what the Yeah, from a pure devotee, it is a bliss. Yeah, no problem. I'm sorry. Yes, problem. Um, it's not that we go around cursing people. Yeah, that doesn't <coughs> this These curses are quite unique. And they're... they're um, coming from very exalted persons. So we see Jayan Vijay cursed by the Shana Kumar. Four Kumaras. Chatush Kumar is unique. The cursing of Naramani to Naramani for example. And in each case, the outcome was beneficial for everybody. <laughs> even, even though uh, they were demons, you know, there was a purpose for Krishna. So, these are unique curses. You know, it's not that we should be going cursing people. They are, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> Not only beneficial to them, but it's also beneficial to us for listening to that past time. Yeah. Palasruti. That's right. So, uh, something to be meditated on, but perhaps not imitated. Yeah. But just in case you 
throwing in a few beneficial curses that one of the qualities of a soul, Vande Vidya Bhushan says in Bhagavad Gita that the, first, the more a person becomes purer, he reflects the quality of the soul and what are the soul's quality, one of the qualities is truthfulness. So therefore when a the person utters something, that becomes true. And also represents the will of Krishna. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, yeah. Uh, faithfully. Yeah. Any other question? No. Other question, please. Yes, please. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a normal form and neither normal consciousness. And that form requires to be corrected and the person who corrects it is the cause of his death. We have other even Astavakra, the Vedic critics, they say that he had, he was cursed and therefore received asta, eight vakras, eight bands. And the people looking at him, they laughed. But he counter laughs at them, saying that you are so ignorant that you are looking at my external form, not my internal consciousness. The lesson we learn from this is do not judge a person from the external, based on externals. Unknowingly, you may be rubbing uh, an exalted personality. And that could hamper uh, your own spiritual progress. And as a Vaishnava, Bhagavad Gita said that there are two qualities we need to uh, cultivate. In 13.8, Krishna says amanipram, that humility. And the second quality is gratitude. These two qualities are the ornaments for a Vaishnava. And embrace these qualities, cultivate them, nurture them, and that they remain with us, they help us in our spiritual journey. The moment we get up in the morning, be grateful that the Lord has given one more day to serve Him. This is what Ragnar Goswami says in Bhagavad Siksha. Be grateful. We take things for granted. We are not, we, we are not grateful. We don't have that attitude of uh, gratitude. The person who brought us to Krishna consciousness, how much grateful we should be to that person has made a huge change or a huge turn in our life. And we forget that so easily. 
and humility. Humility is an ornament because without humility, we won't be able to serve Vaishnavas. And without serving Vaishnavas, how do we get the blessings? Without getting the blessings, how can we undertake spiritual journey? Therefore, humility and gratitude, we should cling on, hold on tightly. That will propel us on the spiritual journey. Yeah. Have I answered your question or have you answered? Any other question comment?